1: Oh no! Why does it do it like this? Okay,
0: <laughs> this is incredible. Just get to admire. I thought Perry. it would get the us start. all in a row. This is start the immersive
2: view. <laughs> oh,
1: Welcome to Brews and Bruins uh, we, uh, We're going to have a quick like part one, part two uh, episode here So the next episode you listen to will just start right in the middle somewhere um, And that will be great um, I'm here, Drew Johnson here with Chris Gear and Nick Lanciani How are you fellas doing? Pretty well, pretty well, how about yourself? Doing good uh do we want to waste time on beer or uh yeah let's fucking do it yeah i'll go first
0: because you know why not i have another harpoon ipa because i'm trying to get rid of the last beer or two in the fridge before i start the next new eight to 12 beers i forget how many we bought the other day but i have uh some laser cat in the fridge now and novocaine for future episodes but i'm trying to get rid of what we still have from christmas (laughs) so 37s all around as always and uh next beer is going to be even better because it'll be fresher awesome i got pacifico i 37 uh insert space for post-production there um (laughs)
1: <laughs> Tastability
0: 12. Nice. Chuck Kobasu or Jerome Ginla or Thomas Caberlet. Or uh, wait, I could do this all day.
1: I got another. Craig Smith.
0: I mean, there's that too. I was going Craig- for legends. Okay. Not the most handsome man on the face of the planet.
1: Um, but- I have 60 minute IPA um from dogfish head i've had a few <laughs> like the past three episodes in a row look at my ratings there um anyway uh hockey pod or oh, the hockey podcast network podcast uh presented by bruins diehards and pride diehards sponsored by DraftKings. at some point you'll hear like a very mistimed ad read uh from future drew so shouts to uh future drew um what we want to talk about, folks, because I feel like me, me, and Chris have kind of set our piece about the uh, the end of this season, and Lancey hasn't really got a crack on it on Bruins and Bruins yet. So maybe start there, Lancey. Oh, uh,
0: well, I mean, it's it's over. So there's that. That's as funny. I kind of expected. You know, I'm not not here to brag or take a victory lap or anything, but the team turned out to be kind of exactly what we thought they were. Not good enough, they are who
3: we thought they were, and (laughs) RIP Danny Green.
0: And you know, it it might just be me being very on the fence about things. I don't think that you should rush to fire Don Sweeney. I don't for sure you shouldn't rush to fire Bruce Cassie at this point. Bruce isn't the problem. Some of Sweeney's moves may or may not have been the problem, but I just look at this year and as a whole and just compare it a lot to 2018 where. They made a big splash at the deadline and you're waiting for that second move. And they didn't do that. And is that the difference maker ultimately? Possibly. I I think there's a little bit more to it than just that one thing, which is why I go with Don Sweeney for one more year. And this is really the sink or swim moment in time, given that they will be entering a transition from the, patrice bergeron era into the post patrice bergeron era not saying whether or not bergeron comes back or retires i'm simply saying like we have to acknowledge that he is of age where at some point he might move him down to the second line and then you start saying okay it's really pasta and mcavoys and swayman's team now so you know will sweeney be there for that part of the transition remains to be seen Oh, yes yeah. that's, that's kind of yeah. my off-season outlook overall is
1: that Jess Belmasto's music
2: it is
0: I'm trying to bring
2: her into the
1: immersive view <laughs> oh hold on God. there we go uh da, da, da. I had to change it to four people anyway podcast side this is normal still Oh no, why does it do it like this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. Just get to admire. I thought Perry it would get us start. all in a row. This is a story that's immersive. View. <laughs> oh my
0: God.
3: Very but, on brand.
2: Yeah, no. Um, I I don't know if this is something that people have thought further into. Don Sweeney, he's not a great GM. He's not a bad GM but I don't really know what other options there are that the Bruins are going to consider
3: do you trust management to hire somebody better than Don
0: Sweeney and that is something that I don't I am
3: easily able to answer
0: and for myself and for a little follow-up when people say oh fire Cam Neely Neely just deals with a lot of you know the marketing and such as team president he's been doing a fantastic job his job is safe it's it would be a general manager move if you're going to do anything
2: I just I don't even think like what's out there right now is worth even trying to make a move I think it's better to do like this year or two thing and hope that you know I I don't know Someone is smart enough to hire a woman, but I don't think that's happening
3: in this economy.
2: Literally, listen, we don't, we won't take as much of a salary, right? <laughs> Do it for the wage gap. Just kidding, please don't cancel me for that.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna clip that and make it hey, a cold open,
2: please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what this off season brings in terms of uh roster moves but also internal moves because it kind of sounds like a good old butch is on the chopping block
3: yeah i don't know i i think if sweeney feels like his job is unsafe then the move would be to get rid of butch um i don't think sweeney thinks his job is unsafe so i i think i don't know i i There were words said in the press conferences that maybe could be interpreted that that Bruce is uh, heading out the door, but I I think it also sounded like everyone was on the same page of like, yeah, this isn't how we wanted the season to go, and maybe we need to switch things up a little bit in terms of philosophy, maybe not in terms of personnel in the front office and
0: behind the bench. I mean, I look Um, at things and I say just... When 2015, 2016, as they went from Shirelli to Sweeney, you know, they missed the playoffs and they fire Shirelli, hire Sweeney. They missed the playoffs in Sweeney's first year. They still have Claude Julien, but the leash leash got a bit shorter. They make the playoffs in 2017, albeit because they fired Claude Julien in February and they hired Bruce Cassidy, then as interim and then full-time. So it's kind of one of those scenarios where you look at the New York Islanders and Lou Lamorello had Barry Trotz until they miss the playoffs, you might say, "But it's only one season." I mean, what, what are you doing? But it's today's NHL, where they acknowledge whether or not it's mostly Lou Morello's fault. Something was a miss here, and now you have proof that you can say, "Well, you missed the playoffs, and that's not good enough." And it's kind of like a more of a major league baseball sort of thing to do. I and think then- of how many managers the Red Sox have gone through when. You're worse to first and then, oh, now you're out the door and we are on onto the next person. You tell me Bobby Valentine wasn't the solution to the problem. Absolutely not.
1: No.
3: Um, I'm no. glad you mentioned Trotz, though, uh, before you jump in, Jess, because I feel like a lot of people are going to say, hey, if there's somebody on the market like Barry Trotz, like that's someone
0: no, where you go out and not. get
3: him. And that's kind of like putting <laughs> <Damn> it true. <Drew. laughs> <laughs> That's really uh, putting a hat on a hat where you're adding someone whose biggest strength is cultivating a defensive system that benefits goaltenders and really what Bruce Cassidy already does is cultivates a system that defensively benefits goaltenders and I, I don't think there's going to be any offensive improvement from adding a guy like uh, Barry Trots over Bruce Cassidy. Uh, yeah. By the way, I deserve a fucking medal for getting through that without <laughs> stumbling too much because Drew is currently shuffling our <laughs> our faces around. Oh, my, oh my God. And changing the, uh, the sizes of our faces on the video. I account. love how
0: he put Chris <laughs> closest to Milt Schmidt. You know, this is definitely by age here. <laughs> Not think- implying that you're going to die soon or anything, Chris, but I mean, Milt Schmidt has been gone for almost about five years now. Oh RIP.
2: I, I think that Barry Trotz's time was coming to an end, though, regardless, because that I mean, team he has been made, for
0: 20 something years.
2: He's been he took the Islanders to the playoffs, deep playoff runs too, year after year after year. And then for them to, you know, kind of shift into a mess. Ah, due to their, I mean, he could only do so much with what the general manager gave him to work with. And I'm sorry, but people entering the nursing home and are not viable NHL players in this day and age.
0: I'm saving my good takes on Barry Trotz for a potential DTFR episode. So, No, you can share them I, on multiple I have platforms. a conspiracy theory. And uh, it relates to Vegas. And I'm just saying, you know, it would be poetic if they hire Barry Trotz.
2: No, it would not. Who does, who does that better? They're not
0: actually gonna do it, but I'm, I'm saving that for potentially something I'm recording tomorrow. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, that's what we no, call I do think that...
0: equality tease.
2: I have a question.
0: Answer. Bruce Cassidy's
2: out of the picture, right? Okay. He's like, doesn't exist. Sorry, I go first.
0: back in time and hire a Gerard Gallant.
2: No. I'm giving you two options. So I John can't Tortorella or Barry Trotz. Barry to Trotz.
0: Fix this. I'm going to say something controversial here. I would go John Tortorella. Trotz.
1: Tortorella yeah. used to be with the Bruins. No, so I, I, no, I, I
3: think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Tortorella has a good track record of turning teams around no what it's not even that At
0: first because okay. the flyers might be in on torrella and that would be a disaster <laughs> like he would go to philly and be like this is worse than columbus was when i first got here so i i just think of torrella being a little bit more of a bruins type of mold as a head coach uh would it be chaotic absolutely i mean we're we're talking about Two of the potentially most chaotic options here, Barry Trotz plays the trap, John Torella plays one way or the highway, and uh, that's the highway going out of town, specifically Columbus, because Arteta Panarin and Sergey Bobrovsky both got out of there as fast as possible. But uh, you know, I just I don't think Trots would be the answer, whereas Torts would be more of a short term fix. If there's anything left, rile them up, get them to do it. Or you know exactly what you need to get rid of, and it would be head coach and players after a year or two.
2: I just don't think this team is a Stanley Cup caliber championship team anymore. Or a deep playoff run team.
3: I kind of disagree. I mean, they went seven games with a really good, tough team. And had a really good regular season where they went through stretches where they were the best team in the league. I, I think it's that is true. I think it's tough to look around the league and go like, "Wow, how does any team beat Colorado?" Or how does any team beat Tampa Bay right now? And like during the regular season, the Bruins beat Tampa yeah. Bay four times,
0: or there was Which three, out, three need. out of four, three, or whatever. Three um, should have been four, but it was only three.
3: <laughs> yeah, didn't they lose in overtime? Something like that. Um, i'm gonna
0: shoot out yeah i it, should know this but I, I will have you know that after game seven i just like closed out of my notes and said ah vacation time you, yeah. so
2: you took a day off finally i did
0: i so you I, know i haven't taken more than like two days off all season so then i was like i'm taking the next entire month to just not look at any of this
3: so i, I wouldn't say i fully disagree jess i if patrice bergeron doesn't come back then, then yeah. you need a Big splash of a move to make this team as good as it was last year. And well, I yeah, because think...
0: you, you won't have a one or two center. So yeah, essentially I, I you this... need to go make a trade for at least a top six center.
1: So one of the things that I think we always forget to do is find a good place to transition into a DraftKings ad hockey fans the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred dollars in free bets no matter what win or lose Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings' same-game parlay as you can do just that? Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Look
3: back two years ago and say, okay, look at the moves that the Bruins made this past offseason those moves make the team better or worse than they were the year before. And I I mean, it's not necessarily about moves that were made, but you lose David Krejci, you lose Tuka Rask. I think losing Tuka Rask probably didn't have as much of an effect on the team as it might have with a a team that, you know, wasn't as strong defensively. Um, And I think both of the goaltenders did a pretty good job behind that defense. But losing your two center um, absolutely crushed them, especially in the playoffs. 10%. so now we're looking at like, all right, what do you do to make the team not worse than it was last year? And if you lose Patrice Bergeron, now we're looking at the scenario that you're putting forward, Jess. And um, if Patrice Bergeron comes back, the Bruins have to make a bunch of moves to open up the cap space there. Drew's up in the rafters
0: (laughs) where he belongs among his people. I'm on the Jumbo Tron. $15 for a beer.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, I just...
0: Can I just ask, you know, who you would trade for, name any player? I mean, if you... I don't know what the Winnipeg Jets <laughs> what, are thinking. That
1: opens up a whole can of worms. Who would you trade for? Who would you name you any player?
0: <laughs> okay, because uh, <laughs> this will make sense as soon as I make I, it clear. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. There's a lot of talk. You know, Pierre-Luc Dubois. What's his long-term status there? And if Barry Trotz gets hired by Winnipeg, is he the type of player, the right fit, and all that? I wouldn't mind seeing Pierre-Luc Dubois in a Bruins uniform or someone of his nature as kind of a second line center with the potential that Bergeron retires. He's your temporary first line center until you're able to sign a guy like John Tavares for agency. Uh, But you know, who are you going to have to give up to get someone like him? I will answer this first because why not? It might spark some interesting discussion or you'll be like, absolutely not. You know, Eric Hall is the guy instead, but Jake DeBrusque is your biggest blue chip right now if he still has the request laying on Don Sweeney's desk. Trent Frederick is at that point where it's make or break. You know, how much did he impress? How much do you think he could be the next Blake Wheeler where you trade him and he does well and you are happy for him elsewhere, but he just couldn't get it done here?
2: That's literally like everyone they've drafted
0: well, so that's where that definitely opens a can of worms and people start talking about Ryan Donato, Dan and Heinen and a whole bunch of other players. But to that end, I say, yes, but things were different. They were contenders. And sometimes you have to kind of free yourself of that player in order to get what you need. And in the run up to 2019, they needed a guy like Charlie Coyle to fill out that top nine. And so it came at the price of a Ryan Donato, who has now found his footing with the Seattle Kraken a few years removed. But at the time, you know, it made sense. And that's also just the price of sustained success that you weigh, you may lose a prospect that you would otherwise rather hold on to.
2: And that, that's just like another. the name of the game, I feel like. And I feel like people, I understand like you get attached to these players, especially like the young guys coming up. And Be you a
0: Jedi, all- remove all emotional attachment.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of us had that hope and that, um, desire for Bjork to take that next step and he just didn't do it and I mean I don't think he will um unfortunately
0: how's Buffalo these days actually a lot better since Jack Eichel got traded but
2: yeah right um but I just personally have I don't know I like I'm fine moving on from prospects and like these young guys who like Trent Frederick who they're a big body, but they're costing the team, you know, a penalty and all that nonsense. And especially in the playoffs, like that was so frustrating. I feel like he didn't do anything effective on the ice besides skate. If that, and
0: like, with that in mind, I, I do want to propose a few players that could really take over on the fourth line. Cause as much as Curtis Lazar has a mutual, I would love to be back here. And as much as I love him personally, i don't think curtis lazar is necessarily coming back so that opens up a spot on the fourth line and yeah. someone might say oh but chris wagner exists but i would say no oscar Steen. you know he he got 20 games this year it might be worth it to just give him a full season and at this point give me
3: third line oscar
0: Steen. i mean yeah. that's the I ideal did. approach is that he I, moves up but you start I, him at least on the fourth line and say like this is your spot Drew hasn't talked this entire episode. Let's <laughs> yeah, get I've been doing all this
1: technical <laughs> stuff, and He's I feel like now I have to post top. it on YouTube uh in order to, to do anything. So I'll <laughs> Drew's sitting in your back seat, right so you're gonna want to look um, that. Um, uh,